0: hey there this is omar with theme podcast and in this episode i'm going to be speaking with brandy muñoz she's the owner founder of la loop it's a vintage clothing boutique here in San Diego and she was nice enough to sit down and really go over uh, a ton of information, tons of history about like how she got into vintage clothing opening up a store um, what goes into all of that and I think everyone has you know wandered into one of these, it reminds me of a museum in a way, these kind of stores when you think about it it's like the only time you can walk into a museum and if you see something you like you can actually take it home with you so when I was, you know, talking with her is really, you know, she gave really good insights on what it takes to run a store like this and what goes into buying and how do you, you know, put together and curate like what we all things from the past that we're going to wear now and in the future. So I, I really enjoyed the conversation. This is actually going to be a two part podcast because we covered so much information. So part one is going to really be kind of focusing on her. Um, how she got there, the beginnings, how she got from, you know, idea to opening the doors on the store. Hope you enjoy it. So this little thing just Mm -hmm. starts taping. (laughs) So we go live in a theme podcast at La Loop. La Loop. La Loop. And I guess my first question with Brandy, the owner, correct?
1: Yes.
0: Owner, founder, is that you... Uh, Etc. Yeah, Owner, et Operator. Operator, when I walked in, you had like clothes all over your <laughs> arms the other day, and you were stuck in stuff on racks. Um, where did the name La Loop come from?
2: Um, La Loop is actually, I found a series a mystery series of mystery novels that were French, oh. and they were actually called La Loop. Um, and I just, I, I guess I have to backtrack that a little bit. <laughs> La loop actually started with me and my best friend we would sell online just to support our shopping habit Hmm. back in like 2002 and uh we couldn't decide on a name so when we went we were on ebay we were moving to etsy and etsy you kind of need a name because you have like a little shop yeah so on etsy we needed a name we couldn't decide on one and we were actually at a flea market and came across these like kind of pulp fiction style Novels that said La Loop, mm. and the logo was really cool. Nice. It had the, like the magnifying glass. La, La Loop literally means the magnifying glass, oh. like a jeweler's loop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So we we both like we got really excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, do we actually just agree on something? <laughs> so that was it. We named the shop uh, when we went to Etsy La Loop Vintage. Uh, it's kind of a reflection of the the thrill of the hunt mm-hmm. the finds oh, you know yep. like the detective work yeah, that yeah. goes involved Absolutely. it's layered <laughs> uh and then it's gone on to be more personal um mm-hmm. uh, she moved away to england and i was still buying stuff and not selling stuff and uh i decided to open a shop and wait
0: so you're buying stuff not selling stuff and yeah. you decided the next best thing is opening a shop
2: yeah, well, I, I wasn't very good at doing the online part. Oh,
0: uh, okay. So I,
2: I was just hoarding at that point. Because I'm buying things Ooh, that... I like this. Yeah, I right. I like this. Go
1: figure.
2: That's all good. Um, yeah. Let's see. So, um, yeah. So we we named it La Loop. I opened a store. But then weirdly enough, after I opened up the shop and we named it, I couldn't think of a name. I'm terrible with names. So I kept the La Loop Vintage name. And then uh, I was looking into, oh, we were having a bit of a kind of a party when I got my business license and we were like official and the doors were about to open.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, like my, my dad had passed away a few years before the mm-hmm. shop had opened. Sorry. And my name is Brandy. And I was literally named after the song Brandy.
1: I don't know if I know that, that
2: It's song. a 70s song, Brandy, you're a fine girl, what a good wife, blah, blah, blah. What's that by? It's by a band called The Looking Glass.
0: Okay. Right? <laughs> so that all. So it all just like came together <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like, I have to do this. Uh, yeah, this, this, is, is, this, is, this just
2: this became way more. This was
0: decided before I was, when I was right,
2: born. <laughs> yeah, so I had no idea that that was Whoa. a weird yeah. full circle story, wow. you know. Um, so it's very personal to me, yeah. but a lot of people like to call it La Lupe uh, or The Wolf because I guess uh, in French, The Wolf is felt very similarly. Oh,
1: okay. That's so okay. I am trying to see that and then I'm, like, nope, I'm like, it, The Wolf? No, it doesn't make sense. Oh.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a lot of people that are like, oh, The Wolf. I'm like, no, sorry. Very <laughs> similar. Like, very no, close. Not at all. <laughs> uh, my French is not good enough to tell you the difference, but you know, there is a difference.
0: Yeah what what um when you said you guys were doing it on Etsy how long ago like when did it uh, when did it go from like an idea to Etsy and then from Etsy to a store like what, what was
2: the time frame um well it was about 2002 because i had just had my son okay um and we started posting things on on eBay and then we decided to start posting things on Etsy because Etsy was like really open to the vintage and more curated to vintage. And mm-hmm. so we're like, all right, let's, let's do this. So we started putting stuff on Etsy just to fuel like the shopping habit. Like I would travel a lot for work. My job at the time required me to travel a lot. So I'd always like book extra time and I would go to like thrift shops and flea markets and whatnot. Like any chance I got to stress shop, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can start finding stuff for st- people beyond yourself, it gets even more exciting. <laughs> so, but in in order to do that, we had to sell the things, right? I see. So, uh, so she was good at posting stuff online, and I was good at finding stuff. Okay. Uh, so, that's how we kind of got into just posting it. And then... This was
0: all in 2002?
2: Around 2002, yeah. 2003. And then... Uh, she, a couple of years later, I mean, we were on and off again. We weren't really like serious about it.
0: So you were working another
1: job. Yes. Totally different. Totally career. Di- okay. like
2: retail, a uh, retail field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she moved away. Uh, and then, uh, I just kind of got to a point with where my, with my career that I was traveling so much and then my son was getting older, my husband also being a musician, I had to make the choice at some point somebody's got to be here right and so uh I decided to step away from my lucrative career (laughs) and I'm like just gonna do it you know so I had happened upon this store which was uh originally another kind of thrift shop uh and I took over her lease and then got it out everything of hers and then uh ended up you know starting my own thing and the part is with you know you're a hoarder when you can open up a shop in two weeks full of product
0: <laughs> like you didn't need to go look for things you didn't nope. buy anything you nope. had everything was you need just like it. i'm looking at now just
2: pretty much yeah. pretty much <laughs> uh, awesome. it was it was pretty intense to oh, okay that's that's how bad my problem is <laughs> okay. but it's good because i was actually able to kind of maintain that for a while
1: yeah
2: um so i was primarily the the picker if you will for the shop for a long time.
0: Yeah. And so. when was that, when you actually opened the front doors here?
2: Uh, 2011.
0: Okay. So this is like a nine-year yep. ride. Yep. <laughs> so in between Yep. the idea and the, the, the doors opening here. Wow. Yeah. Was that pretty scary to do, to just, like, turn ter- your back on? Terrifying. And how long had you done the retail stuff before?
2: 25 years.
0: Jesus. <laughs> so you just... Yeah. Was Did something happen at that point, or like, besides the fact, no, was it just it was the family honestly, situation? No, it was honestly, I
2: was just... On the road all the time. Oh. I was a trainer for. A, I was an executive for a cosmetic company.
1: Oh,
2: and so I was on the road. My territory ran from Palm Springs down to the uh, U.S. border, all the way up to Orange County, oh. and I had, I had, almost 30 accounts that I had to be in every day. Wow. So, I would live in hotels and just constantly be. I was that jerk who had two phones and the Bluetooth thing, you know. Uh,
0: and you're in line at Starbucks going, just give me one second. And everyone's right, looking right. at you like, yeah. I was that <laughs> you're that person. Yeah. It, 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 it,
2: I, yeah. And I was just done with it. Yeah. I was done done with it. I needed to be home. Uh, so, I wanted to take all that hard work and all that energy that I, I put out for other people and yeah. I did really well I'm like wanted to take that chance of could I possibly divert that same energy and build something for myself yeah and I did
0: Bet on yourself
2: yeah it's a different kind of stress yeah but I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world My personal vintage story, like when I, my first vintage item I ever saw started when I was nine. Mm. I was nine years old and I was in Eugene, Oregon at an antique shop with my cousin or something. I don't know. Nine years old. And I see a pair of boot spats. 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 (laughs) Spats are... You know what the soldiers wore, and also the fancy guys with the top hats they wore over their boots? Yeah, yeah. They no, like also of the little, little fancy
0: guy with like the old Fred Astaire movies. Got the yes, normal. the little white thing yeah, yeah. over his
2: boots. <laughs> I never even realized that that was a separate part. I just thought it was a boot. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I didn't realize that was a men's accessory.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm nine years old, and I can't stop thinking about these boot spats. <laughs> so I got home, it was like a family vac- vacation and I did a bunch of chores to get $20, put $20 in an envelope and sent it to my cousin to buy the boot spats because I had to have them.
0: These spats. spats? When you're nine, you were nine, did you have boots you were going to put no, these on? They, no,
2: they wouldn't even fit me. They were super tiny. I mean, even <laughs> at age nine, they were like not a human size. Um, I was just fascinated with their existence.
1: Mm.
2: And I don't know what it was. It was something about it that just like got my wheels turning. So then after that I started shopping at thrift stores.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, don't tell my mom. I didn't I would like not eat lunch so I can keep keep my lunch money, <laughs> so I could go down to the local Salvation Army and get the big fluffy jacket. I mean, so all the way through <laughs> junior high and high school I was an avid thrift store shopper. Okay. Like, it was an obsession.
0: This has been like a lifelong, you've been building up to this moment. Yeah, so <laughs> I,
2: it's literally like when it was time to like, where I had that, that epiphany of like, I've got, I got to work for myself. Mm-hmm. I put so much energy into everything I ever do that it was like, well, what's the one thing that makes me happy? And that's vintage clothing. I mean, vintage clothing, using it is a term that's loose, even. Because at the time, uh, before um, I started La Loop, I was more focused on like this, the late 60s um, and early 70s. And that was kind of my jam. Like I was more into period dressing, mm-hmm. very specific, kind of mod, kind of psychedelic. That was my thing. Yeah. But then I realized there was a piece that's missing, specifically in San Diego, that was that kind of bridge between thrifting and like period dressing, vintage. So, can you? So, per- period dressing is where you actually head to toe dress like a specific era. Gotcha. Um, and there, I think it's super cool. I used to do it. I love it. I think it, like it takes impeccable effort to pull it off. Yeah. But I have all the appreciation in the world for those who do it. Uh, for me though, I wanted it to be more accessible. to more people Mm -hmm. so um so yeah i kind of branched out and started digging into what are people looking for in quote vintage or resale at the moment
0: but you came from cosmetics were you doing this stuff Like, I mean, mean you said you were doing this on the side, but did you work retail clothing before? Yes. I
2: spent almost all of the 90s at the Gap.
0: Oh, okay.
2: All of them. I started in 92 or 93. 93. And I left the Gap in 2000. Okay. So the funny thing is now that's considered vintage and I see it coming through the shops. And I'm like, (laughs) I remember all the colorways this came in. (laughs)
0: Like no, it can't be vintage. I was you're like I was there. I know, no,
2: I, I know. I've, <laughs> I've gotten over that already. It's, yeah. like, it But it, I still watch people go through the motions of how painful that is. You're like, eh, I know, but it really is. It's <laughs> it's considered twenty years is yeah. considered vintage. Oh, okay. really? Is, is it's just like I look at it as point of reference. Like the kids today, like like the eighties and 90's stuff. Yeah. You know, because they don't have a point of reference to it. It's interesting to them. Whereas us, we remember seeing people wearing that stuff. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like,
0: nothing about me says get polyester leisure pants at right. all. Like, I remember that's seeing true. guys wear that going, ooh.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I, I that's kind of just how, I, I love watching moms and daughters shop together. Because it's always like, the daughter picks up something, this is amazing. And the mom's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the mom's
0: having, like, painful flashbacks going, yeah. no, no, no. But
2: it's just the way it is. It's, it's fine. Uh, so it's, it's, it's all good but I mean I don't know when it when it comes to um, my my background mm-hmm. uh, I spent many years in apparel retail and I also moved into cosmetics retail uh, I did that for a very long time I really was I was really passionate about it I think the part that I was most passionate about was team building mm. so it was a really interesting move for me to go into a Solopreneur situation, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it was an interesting move because I think that was the part that I missed the most. So then I had to figure out. I was like, all right, I'm doing okay just myself, my husband, you know, running the shop. Mm-hmm. But I missed that element of having a team. Yeah. So when I was able to open up the second shop, I looked at scaling a little bit more, so that way I could build a team. I see. So a big part of Wanting to you know kind of grow the business even more was to employ people. yeah like what's even better is like I, I can have this team again, we can work on goals and uh, enjoy being here and, and we have a common goal and it's it's kind of awesome. So yeah. now now I've gotten I've got six people on staff yeah. between both shops and we worked as a unit like we work all together. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the part that I was kind of really aiming for. Because at some point you just have a store, you're like, okay, so what's next? Yeah. What do I want? What do I want? It out of the this? store's
0: up. It's running. It's
2: going. Right. And what now, do I want next? I want yeah. <laughs> so it's like the the goal is always a moving target, right? Yeah. So uh, the goal was open a store, be self self sustainable, mm-hmm. pay my bills, yeah. pay any of the family. But then how can I scale it to a level that I can employ people mm-hmm. and have a team, and just kind of. You know, I, I, I guess that was a big part for me is getting back into having a team and team building. Yeah. So. And then even
0: further, like you said that that then goes into being a part of a community. Absolutely. Because now you're employing people who are buying stuff at other places and they're paying rent here and they have a reason to be here. Absolutely. So now you've kind of jumped even more. You yeah. Know, like yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. that right right now, uh, with everything that's going on, you know, like, that's the name of the game is keep my people employed. Yeah. So everything I do is to keep roof over my head and keep roof over their head mm-hmm. because they're their family, you yeah. know. So. How did
0: that affect? I mean, I'm assuming you guys were had to be closed for a little bit. We were
2: closed for a little bit. Uh, I immediately went into hyperdrive into creating our website
1: because
2: mm. one of the biggest challenges of having a website – in this environment where I have a brick and mortar store, is like, I only have one of everything. Right. So when you have the one thing on your sales floor where people are looking at it daily, it's very difficult to also have it on your website mm. unless it's just me handling it, then I could be like, oh, said thing sold, take it off the website.
0: You'd literally have to be sitting here with a laptop taking its things off Correct. as they sell, it,
2: or by, want, either you, way. You don't want them to be exposed in both places, right. you know, because of the fact that it could sell both places. And then you disappoint customers, and that, right. that, nobody wants that. Yeah. So we knew that it was time to go into e-commerce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind of loosely played with it off and on, but it was never something we could really commit to. But when the doors were closed, we went from having zero items on our website to having 700 items on our website. <laughs>
0: you literally had So towards. I just was working
2: yeah. day in and day out. Wow. Um, I, it was, it was intense. Uh, but that was, the goal was get it on the website so our regular customers had access to it. And then we ended up starting at shipping things off to places that we've never heard of before. You know, Damn. like, like, Places in Nebraska. Like, you know, all and right.
0: Like, uh, you weren't marketing to these people.
2: Not necessarily, but we have social media and.
0: All of a sudden people yeah. are at home, they're looking more.
2: Yes. I guess, you know, it, it's we realize our community is bigger than we thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which and is, there's a the
0: guy in Nebraska with those leisure pants on. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Uh, lots, lots of stuff going all over the place. <laughs> um, we've, sold, we've sent a few things to the UK, oh. Australia, um, yeah. So it's, that is
0: it, awesome. Good for you. We had to figure out
2: the shipping thing. That was interesting. Mm. We've got that under control now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That was and, and I'm obviously not doing what you do. Just trying to sell stuff on eBay before, and like totally like the shipping. Like realizing, oh man, I made that item way too low. Right, <laughs> It's right. like I just spent more on shipping than I made we selling that thing. We definitely yeah. went
2: through a few of those yeah. moments, uh, but then we, we finally figured it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you just have to literally start learning all these things yep. like you're now web designer webmaster yep. slash e-commerce yep. slash knowing yeah. the u.s postal system yep you're now fedex
2: <laughs> right yeah. um for a second there i was doing hand deliveries wow running around in my my van delivering yeah. stuff to people that got really complicated
0: <laughs> and then you were uber for <laughs> Right, right <laughs> so um
2: wow. So then we just started doing shipping. And then we were able to start doing curbside. Mm. And so that was really helpful for people. Yeah. And then uh, and then we were able to reopen our doors again. I think when we reopened the doors, that was for me, well, first of all, it was terrifying. Right. You know, everything that's going on, uh, it was terrifying to open the doors. So we really ha- we had a, a, a team meeting on a Zoom meeting, and we really talked through, like, well, what happens if, you know, somebody's upset about the mask thing? Or, you know, what do we do if somebody tries on sunglasses? And so everybody got to air their, like, concerns, mm-hmm. and we came up with a plan for every single thing. Wow. Um, down to sanitizing the clothes and quarantining them for 24 hours after people try them on. Wow. So we limit the items to six items per customer per visit so that way we're not empty by the end of the day. Uh, so we, we came up with a lot of protocols that made made us feel better and more um, can we can sit with ourselves better being open Mm -hmm. because you know in order to keep my team we're like we we gotta we gotta open we have to do it
1: yeah
2: so we did all that uh, and I think for me because I was so crazy with the website and then all of a sudden now we're open and we have a limited amount of bodies that can be in the shop so there's a lot of times that I'm not in the store so now I find myself at home working on projects and stuff for the shop. You
1: see,
2: but it—I it, think it hit me way later. Mm-hmm. So the gravity of everything that was going on settled in emotionally mm-hmm. after we opened. <laughs>
0: after you reopened. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it was like I think I was just so busy trying to keep. Because you were
0: just keeping keep the, going keep like I I fight or, yeah.
2: fight or flight like yeah. I'm just gonna like we gotta save this. I felt like. Uh, you know those, those montages in 80s movies where it's like, gotta save the dance studio, yeah. you know, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and I'm just yeah. like, that's kind of the mode
2: I went into, am like, you can put in the 80s tunes behind me, like, da 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 and I, like computer cat, <laughs> you're
0: typing, you're putting up flyers, I'm learning how to yeah. take photos, all I'm still the worst yeah. photographer
2: ever, <laughs> but I'm taking pictures of things, still trying to figure out how to photograph yellow, it doesn't work, <laughs> Oh, there's things that I learned. Like wow. red doesn't photograph well, purple doesn't photograph well, and yellow doesn't photograph well. Mm. So, and it's really important for the photograph to look to like look what it, like is, what it right? is, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Days and nights lost over that one. <laughs> so. What is wrong with this camera? <laughs> you
0: find like it's not the camera. Yeah. It's the color.
1: Yeah. Nice. So, uh,
2: so yeah, I, I learned a lot of things, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what's going on in the world right
0: now <laughs> yeah you know that hit me maybe the past three weeks have been that like because i was working uh at an acupuncture school right and i would had this idea for a podcast for like three years and played around with it but never really jumped into it right and then they sent us to work from home right so i had a you know so i'm working from home from like the middle of march they got rid of a bunch of people in april they're just like you're gone and so then i start doing this full time so i just didn't change a beat i just got up every day got dressed showered, and i would just work on the podcast that's awesome and then last yeah the past probably three weeks i think i just was tired from work 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 and trying to schedule obviously interviews and meeting with people and editing Uh these things and I I don't know, I was driving or something, I think it was like one night, I just was like, I just need to go for a drive, and I realized it was like no one on Adams at all, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and it just seemed like weird, and then I like, I went to like Sprouts, or was going somewhere, and I just saw all the people in masks, and that's when it just hit me like, what the f, Like, (laughs) like, like some weird movie that was like, wait, it's not a movie I'm in this and this has really been yeah and I guess because I was just at home and I was just work 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 work, trying to keep my brain going
2: same
0: that I didn't really think about it and it just that gravity of it just boom and I was like
2: yeah and
0: I was just at home like not even wanting to leave and I it was just weird like yeah and just really thinking about I mean because you see it on the news people are dying and that that's unfortunate I'm not saying I didn't think about that right but for me personally, I guess that's when it hit me was like three weeks ago. Same. And I was just
2: like, Whoa. Yeah. It, <laughs> it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't that I wasn't aware, obviously I yeah. was aware, but it's like you have to we had to do such a drastic pivot in our lives. Yeah.
1: And there we, wasn't time to there stop there wasn't time. And yeah. it was
2: like you either like and I, I'm I'm really grateful that I was able mm. to have the energy and the the um know work with that level of intensity mm-hmm. in order to kind of bridge myself yeah uh, but yeah like i could have very easily gone a different direction yeah you know uh, and then just felt sad and you know like i mean i i see it happening to people around me and it's 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 tough yeah um uh, the the uh, emotional and psychological aspects of it are, are pretty intense yeah but uh we're, we're doing okay
0: what is the uh what is this most stressful part of doing this
2: uh the most stressful part about doing this is
0: I'm sure there's tons of stress uh, to of being a business owner, right? But, yeah. It's like
2: it's it's a it's a roller coaster. Like there's definitely days where you're like you're on top of the world, and you're like, wow, look what we've done! Uh, like we're, we've built this thing, we've built this community. It's fantastic. And then another other like, how are we gonna make next week? Like I don't even know. <laughs> like <laughs> so, it's really it's an up and down, um, as with any entrepreneur, I think. Yeah. It's like one day you, you really have it, and then the next day you're just like. Oh, gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know, and just kind of maintaining your own energy and, yeah. and input. Because it's everything you put into it, you know.
0: Like, this is all you. Are you the only yes. buyer for the store?
2: Uh, Yes and no. Uh, I have now, I've kind of reached out. When I opened up the other shop, which was kind of a fluke, because I originally went to go open up the other shop and just move everything from here to there. Oh. So I had no intentions of keeping this store. Um, Only because I didn't plan on having two stores. Mm -hmm. I just needed a bigger space. This space is about 500 square feet max. Uh, So there was nothing on the street here that was retail ready. So I went ahead and um, we kind of started exploring nearby neighborhoods and I had come across the lease space over in Normal Heights. And the original intention was scoop everything up here and go take it over there. But then I got sentimental about the space and I decided, well, what would happen if we kept both? Yeah. One thing I didn't keep into mind is I didn't have enough inventory to fill both. (laughs) So I got the idea and and there's a lot of local sellers Hmm. like uh, vintage sellers that I know and we have a huge community. It's a wonderful community. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really fortunate to be a part of. so i called on some friends and said hey i'm sure you have some excess stock do you want to consign Do you want to put some stuff on consignment yeah. so we worked out a consignment deal and i that i was able to fill fill my racks at the time uh which was kind of great i was helping them giving them some exposure i was able to fill the shops uh and then it just kind of kept going with two shops
0: wow.
2: Now, I have
0: two shops. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, it's funny, like, I'm glad you didn't close this one. I mean, obviously, if you needed to, you'd have to do what you have to do, but I, this is the first one I came in. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, this shop just has, like, a special feel for me. And I'm one of those people, how, it's funny, I don't remember what was here before. Yeah. And I used to go, you know, the uh, Taco, the El Zarape place. Yeah. And then I would go to Twigs, but I'm uh-huh. like, I don't, and I've been to the, yeah, whatever, that Parks and Rec or something. Uh huh. But I'm like, I don't remember. And I would go to Plumaria, but I'm like, I had no idea. But I think they were after you Yeah, this,
2: that was way yeah. after us. Uh, was, Parks and Rec used to be Bourbon Street.
0: But yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, it was weird. Like, I don't remember what it was. And then one Christmas Eve, I drove by here.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And your, was like, I guess it was your, your husband was yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, I was like, stopped. And I always wait until Christmas Eve to do shopping. I yeah. just not a big, I, I don't do long-term shopping. Yeah. And I was looking for stuff for my son, and he does not like brand thing so if you right. go to like Ross or Target or Oden, any of those stores yeah. he's not gonna like it too yeah, much Yeah, so I saw this store and then right when I walk in there was a picture that's when you guys had the counter there was a picture of Lemmy from Motorhead and I'm like I found <laughs> my store because I was like a metal kid in school I'm like this has got to be the a <laughs> right. sign like a sign right there right. like it's the big frame picture of Lemmy I'm like okay this is gonna be a fun find I, I love when yeah. we when
2: we find when customers find us like that they're yeah. like what is this place yeah and I was
0: like why did I not see this because I was going the twigs back and forth but I'm like yeah. I've never seen
2: it's a... how did that happen yeah yeah. I think the shop before us was closed a lot I have heard stories I don't know much um, but yeah we, we get that every once in a while people just kind of like fall in the doors and they kind of have this experience of either, either you get one, one or the other experience you get either an experience of like what is this why does anybody shop like this and then you get another experience of like, I found my home, yeah. <laughs> my people, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm always like, perfect. And I'm like, I hope there's something in there in Excel. That's always my biggest thing. Right, right. Especially because like, and I was going to ask you about that. Like when you guys are buying stuff, like how do you know what to buy and what size to buy? Like how did you, is, because.
2: Well, we pay a lot of out? attention to what gets tried on. We pay a lot of attention to what sells. Mm-hmm. Um, even though everything 's unique, um, we do try to make an effort to be size inclusive I mean even even just still having men's stuff uh, men 's represent such a small percentage of my business, oh. but I still maintain retail space for my men 's department because I just feel like it 's important for us to be an inclusive shop mm-hmm. uh, but even with size inclusivity, you know we do try to uh, find stuff. That, that reaches the gamut. So we, we're always kind of inspecting the merchandise and just start trying to make sure what we have and what we don't have and kind of filling those gaps. Mm-hmm. So that's one element of it. The other element is we're just constantly talking about, so now I do have buyers um, on, on staff that I've trained over the years, but it's really like paying close attention to what people were looking for mm-hmm. in this type of environment. I'm um, also trying to think of like things that might be vintage that are more relevant to what's going on in current trends um, So that way we can encourage people to shop secondhand if possible I see. So uh, it's it's a lot of work. It's just yeah. a constantly revolving thing. I mean lots of mood boards, lots of <laughs> <laughs> Lots of kind of like understanding what, what people are looking for. Just
0: yeah, it's weird because I never know what I'm looking for mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then I walk in I just go in knowing I, I know I want to find I'm hoping I find something but right. I don't always have an idea right and then I think like that's over the, the best years just... it's just random stuff pops out but
2: that's the best way to do it because I feel like when you kind of go in without like a, a hard expectation you kind of are more open to things mm-hmm. that you like yeah uh, and then you kind of get more into what fits your personality and it's, it's a little bit more unique I see. And I think that that's a more satisfying experience. Yeah, It's than fun trying to, walk to, in to and fit just be a like, whole... Oh, look at this! Right. Hello. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I didn't know I wanted a vintage Jean Wrangler shirt, but apparently, I did today. <laughs>
2: that's, that's what you're yeah. feeling today. <laughs> that's what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. I find this, the my favorite stuff is the stuff that I found like that. Yeah. That I I really wasn't expecting to find, and then I end up like building on that. Like, all right, so I, now I've got this like. Western Prairie thing. I'm like, all right, let's ride this wave. All right, cool. (laughs) But it makes you happy, right?
0: Yeah, but you're doing that for a whole store. Yeah. Like I'm doing that just for Omar. That's easy because I know what. I mean, a lot of times, literally, it's just like, if it fits. Because a lot of times, when you're looking at vintage and stuff, that XL from 1977 does not fit. Not (laughs) the same. Yeah, it was XL then, but we've changed way too many bit gulps later now (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so i'm always just like but you're right i guess i do build on that one Uh uh-huh thing um
2: it's more intuitive
0: yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like a store like yours vintage clothing is actually probably one of the best things that could be open right now because i feel like whenever you come in here you're looking for past treasures in a way that you can have now and i was like that's like a perfect thing for this time to go find something that makes you really it
2: feels good yeah it feels yeah. really good yeah. and
0: like this i remember when this shirt was popular or like when i saw that David Lee Roth and i was like i was at that
1: concert <laughs> i remember